Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, guys. This is part three of our conversation with Rebel Good. He does the Court of Appeals column in Tennis Magazine, has officiated U.S. Open events, Olympics, and numerous Davis Cup and Fed Cup events. I feel like after talking to him, I'm finally starting to understand when you call a let versus claim the point. But here is part three. Can I do the next one? Because I've actually had this one happen yeah. to me, too, which is, can yeah, you ever yes. call a foot fault in adult recreational tennis? Before I answer it, let me ask you, have you ever tried? No, I haven't, but someone um, wanted to call it on me. Oh. <laughs> and we had we had another guest on that someone called it on them in a match tiebreak, and they lost that match. Uh, for the first time. And then for the first time, he hit an ace to make it 11-9 or something like that in match tiebreak. Yeah. And the guy goes, nope, that was a foot fault. Foot fault. Second serve. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to admire the chutzpah there. Exactly. Uh, okay. Um, this is a part of the code, an, an item in the code that, that I happen to disagree with. And I've written about it in, uh, in my column, in which basically what I've said is, is if you any match in which a player calls, any unofficiated match in which a player calls a foot fault on their opponent is going to end badly. That's all I can say. It's going to end bad. Yes. There is a provision in the code that says that if you have warned your opponent about their foot faulting, and if you have sought unsuccessfully to get an official to come to your court to deal with it, and if the foot faulting continues and is egregious, then indeed you can call a foot fault on your opponent. But you know that's a that's a pretty lengthy process in itself. Yeah, that seems like a uh, my, really high standard. Well, the suggestion that I made, and boy, did I get some feedback on it in Tennis Magazine, was if your opponent is foot faulting egregiously. Let's let's remember, most people in recreational tennis are not serving volleyers. So the fact is, is that they're not really getting much of an edge, if any, mm-hmm. by the fact that they foot faulted. But if they're, you know, stepping they don't, they're not stepping on the line. They're stepping into the green, right. you know, all the way in. Or they're coming in or whatever. And you just feel like they're gaining an advantage. And you have gone, you have said, you know, I can see you foot faulting pretty seriously. You need to stop. And you go through that. My suggestion is, is just the next time it's your serve, move in about eight feet and hit your serve. <laughs> and when they ask you what you're doing, just simply say, you know, we're not calling foot faults, are we? Right. <laughs> was that your answer in the yeah. column? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and yeah. the feedback I was, yeah. <laughs> How could you say something like that? Right. Well, that's well great. it's just, I know it can be very frustrating to someone who goes, my opponent is not playing by the rules yeah. and there, there seems to be no recourse on my part. And they don't seem to understand that what they're doing is as much a violation of the rules as, you know, mm-hmm. hitting ball out. So, right. you know, sometimes you have to uh, bring their attention into focus. 
<laughs> I love it. I do too. That's great. Uh, Rebel, you've actually gone over this, but if you could just go over it one more time, because I do think this is the issue where people are always like, what do we do in this situation? If you could just do this one more time, which is generally, when would you call let versus claim a point? Okay. The first thing is, is don't open your mouth and call a let unless you've been hindered. So we have people who are trying to be nice and call lets all over the place. I thought you were hindered by that that was happening at your end of the court. So I called a let. Or even worse, you're standing on a court and you call a let because of something you see happening on the court next to you. You're you're yelling over to their court telling them they've got a let. It's not your business. You're a spectator uh-huh. to that match and you don't have a role in that match as a spectator. But back to just self-contained within your match, don't call a let unless you or your partner has been hindered. And then once you've got that that word out going, I've been hindered, now you dig down into, was I hindered because of the intentional act of my opponent, in which case I will win the point, or was it an unintentional act of the opponent, or was it some outside force that created the hindrance, in which case we're replaying the point. That's a really good way to think about it. You know, you work through it. Don't say that unless you've been hindered. And then work out whether the hindrance was intentional or unintentional. Yeah. And if it's intentional, it's my point. If it's, it's unintentional, point. unintentional, we replay. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. Simplified it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I needed it simplified. <laughs> Too many complicated questions, but that's your simple answer. Could I add one more situation? Because it is the one that I, other than the ball going spinning back over the net, I get more questions on and and because of the way I've answered this, more complaints, you might say. Oh, absolutely. And I'm and I'm sure this happens to you. And it's it's a variation of something that you asked me, but you're at the net in doubles. Your opponent whistles a shot by you and you think it's going out and you want your partner to let it bounce. And so so you yell out and then it lands, you know, on the baseline. And your partner is going, no, it's good, and is swinging and hitting the ball back again. Your opponents catch the ball and say, that's our point. And you go, why? And they go, well, you called the ball out and then reversed your call. You say, I didn't call the ball out. I was just telling my, how could I call a ball out? It was it was in the air. You can't call a ball out until it lands. And, uh, you know, I was just telling my partner to to let the ball drop. There are, I can't remember, 100,000, 200,000 words in the English language. And <laughs> one of them, out, is a call in tennis. Yes, yes. And whether it ball had landed or not doesn't make any difference as far as I'm concerned. If mm-hmm. you yelling out hindered your opponent, i.e. they stopped play because they went, oh, they're calling the ball out, then you have to live with that. If you don't want this to happen, use a different word. Right, any other word. They know Say bounce it, something like that. But if your opponents use the word out and then play the ball as good, I would say stop play and claim the point. Yeah. But the other part of that is, is you have to stop play. Yeah. You can't keep playing and then at the end of the point go, well, you did this. That's all. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what happens is people end up playing the point and then if they win the point, then they're okay with the ball being called out. But if yeah. they lose it, then they go, well, I was hindered three shots ago. Right. And there's yeah. a, there's another part of that too, which is too many recreational players call balls good. Interesting. They open their mouth. They say it's good, 
it's in or something like that on a close ball. Oh, that's in or good is not a call. The call is out. And so don't open your mouth to tell your opponents that their shot is is in. We're going to assume it's in unless you call it out. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, okay. So that's interesting. So we shouldn't, people shouldn't be yelling in as they're hitting the ball either. No. Yeah. Cause that would then, it may hinder the other side, right? Yeah. It's like saying good shot. And and hitting it back. And then hitting it back. Great shot. And then hit it. (laughs) You know, and and I know you all are talking through the whole point. (laughs) Recreational tennis is a sociable game and you talk a lot, but you don't have to talk during the points. But I just see this so often, which is, is, you know, particularly like balls on the baseline, uh, you know, and your partner's at the net and the player in the backcourt is yelling, it's in because they're telling their partner that they're still playing. Well, (laughs) partner also ought to just keep playing until they hear an out call. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We really appreciate Rebel coming on the podcast. We hope you check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.